0: Welcome to North Bay Christ the King. You're listening to our weekly service message podcast. Join us every Sunday morning at
1: 9.30 and 11 o'clock at our campus location in Birch Bay, Washington. Thank you for tuning in. All right, we are week two in a series called Red Letter Living, Last week, we introduced, we said this is the starting of a 40-day journey that we are on together. And if you're here last week, I hope that you receive one of these booklets. It's a guide for you. uh, 40 days of devotion time that you can have. I don't know if you started it. My wife started last Sunday morning. I started Monday, so she's a day ahead. I don't know when you started your 40 days. It doesn't matter. It's just getting going in the process. You think, I wasn't here last week. I'm a week behind. It's okay. It'll all work out, and you can figure out how to catch up and be a part of it because we want to include you in on that. And this 40-day guide is really not only of us being together here on Sunday mornings as we go through the red letters of Jesus. And basically, like your Bibles, if you see the words of Jesus, it's in the red letters. Now, I love the whole Bible. The Bible is invaluable, inspiring, inspiring word of God. But there is something special have to admit about the red letters, and there might be in your Bibles and publications where they 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 put the very literal words of Jesus in red to identify. Like those are that's what Jesus said. The Son of God spoke on this earth, and the power that they have. And so, as a, as a focus as we lead up to to Easter, we're we're focusing in, taking some time, say, well, what do you what do you want to say to us? Literally, want to say to us and speak to us in a season together. We're calling red letter. Living. Now, last week, if you were here, we gave out some booklets. And these booklets are a 40-day focus. Guide. I don't know if there's anything we need in life is focus. I think we need focus. Is is say, Lord, what is it that you could do with us together? What if we did this all together as a community? So we've broken up the the, the Matthew Gospel and different sections to read one per day. And I've heard great things. I've in fact I interact with some people yesterday, and they're asking me questions about what they read. And and our small group that we're part of, we've been interacting with this guide. And really, it's just set up if you started last. Sunday, or I started on my wife started on Sunday. I started on Monday. She's a day ahead. And you're like, wouldn't some 40 days line it up? Just do it. Just figure out whatever works for you. Leading up as we celebrate Easter together, but the goal is to get in God's word daily. And We practice a little acronym called SOAP, and SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. So read the Scripture, ask the questions of of what is Jesus saying, observing what he's saying, and then application. What am I going to do with what he said? And then pray, Lord, help me to live out your word. So if you didn't receive one of those, there's a few left in the back. It's also online now. There's a PDF version of it. You can print off yourself. Uh, we can probably print more later. But uh, today, get, grab yours before supplies last. Today, we're going to talk about Red letter praying. Red, red letter, it's hard to say. <laughs> red letter praying. It's like a, a little bit of a limerick there. Red letter praying. Prayer, I tell you, it's, it's the most, you can know, think the most important thing we can do as, as followers of Christ, but I, I realize I'm mean, gonna have to bear is how little I do compared to everything else I do in life. I don't know about you. I just feel like when I'm not praying, the level I'm needing to be praying, I'm, I'm off a little bit. And this last year, my wife and I, we've been building, building privacy screening, and fencing and everything, and there's saws, and you know, we got drill guns and everything we're doing. But I tell you, this little jobby right here comes in handy. This separates the amateurs from the pros, is getting things level, right? Having this bubble line up, why does it line up? Oh, this way. Getting that bubble in the line, wow, I can't even really, okay, just, just hold it level, right? So I, I have some fencing that looks interesting at home. No, it, <laughs> it, uh, we're, we line up. I tell you, getting that bubble in the middle and, and lining up and making everything look good, there's something powerful in our life about prayer for me. It gets me love. Let me ask this question. You ever feel off? Do you ever feel like today? Today, you, maybe you woke up and you're a little off. You just didn't get enough sleep, or you're you're sick. You you know you just kind of you know rolled over on the wrong side, off the wrong side of the bed, or whatever it is. Emotionally, there's things that can happen. But I would say a lot of times for me is that when I'm not really seeking the Lord, when I'm throw prayers out there and get through my day and get get on to what I need to do, I get off. When I got off, I'm off. There's just something. I'm not the, the version of the person that I that I want to be. And there's just sometimes there's something off kilter. And and prayer really, for me, brings me back into balance and perspective. And yet there's so much is said about prayer and that kind of scares people. It kind of intimidates people that how you should pray and what you should do. And that's why I love the red letters. Jesus I mean, if all the people tell you how to pray, Jesus is the one that tell you how to pray. And more than anything, as much as how to pray is that's important, is why we pray—the motive behind it all. You might have read in your guide this week in day three, we read of Jesus in Matthew six, and this is the famous sermon on the mount. That's what we've been going through the last few days. And I want you to follow on what you read and read just a few days ago. It says when you pray, Jesus says, "Do not." Be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you pray, go in your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words." Jesus gets to the heart of the why we even pray and the motive behind it all. It's not to look, it's not for show and to sound good. It's really the heart, the heart behind it and connecting with God to find some, some balance in our life that we're going to look at here. Now, I don't know how you feel about prayer. Some of us, if we get in a group, there's you find, you find there's people that are better prayers than you. You can be intimidated by praying. I mean, you, you've you been in settings before, and, you know, especially people get around, gather around who's going to say the, the the grace, who's going to pray at the meal, and you get around super cool spiritual people that seem tight with Jesus, and, and their prayer seems like this. Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, gracious Father, we thank thee for thou bountiful tater tot casserole, Lord. Uh, we thank you for Betty Crocker, who's prepared it, Lord. We thank you for it nourishes our bodies, and we pray this in the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, and, and then you're just like, holy ghost, what does ghost have to do? You just, you're kind of just lost, right, in that kind of prayer, right? Now, some of us would say that they ask you to pray next, right? And you're like, Ooh, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. Yay, God, right? <laughs> God, if that's your heart, I don't know how the rub-a-dub-dub fits in there, but that's your heart. Is not really about the words? No, we don't know that. It's not about that. It's about the heart and behind it. And in fact, Jesus says this to him. He says, hey, don't be like them for, you know, the your father knows what you need before you ask him. Then he says, this then is how you pray, should pray. And I looked at that this week. and I like, it just caught me. Don't be like, I mean, him. says for your father knows what you need before you ask them. Have you caught, you there know, like, okay, wait a second. Hold it a second. Hold the phone a second. Why would we need to pray in the first place? If God already knows what we need, have you thought, you thought about this before? Why even pray? Why even pray? He already knows. But then he says, this is how you should pray. Well, prayer's Prayer's beyond the asking, then. If God already knows what we ask, He wants us to ask. I I would say, I would say today, this is a red letter truth is this. Prayer is more than asking for help. It's about aligning ourselves to God's kingdom. Prayer is more than just asking. God knows what you need. Prayer, I'm gonna talk about today. It's aligning ourselves. I'm trying to get God's kingdom. To line ourselves up to what he has, getting our lives level aligned with him. And when we align ourselves, what we're finding is this is pretty amazing. We're, we're lining up his perfect will in our lives. He says, This then is how she should pray. How should we pray is this famous prayer. You 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 know this prayer. I, I prayed it at several gravesides this last year and services I've conducted. Hey, you maybe sat at grandma's table, my wife has a Swedish picture of the prayer. It's in Swedish. Okay, I don't know how to say it, but it's in Swedish. We have that. It's a great prayer. It's the Lord's Prayer. And I was wondering if we could say this together, the the Lord's Prayer. Can we say this out loud? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You know that prayer. It's a good prayer. It is the prayer of alignment. Jesus, His literal words He gives us teaches us how to pray. Pray, not just asking, but aligning ourselves with His will. So I want to give you some thoughts here, Dave. We're going to break down this prayer just to go through it. He says, our Father in heaven. And what you're saying, in other words, you can write this in, is, is he's saying this, that God is, God be my dad. That's what you're praying. God be my dad. And, and that's kind of weird. I, I've been around people before and they pray and they, and I had a friend, they praise, oh, dad, you know, I'm like, dad, which dad are you talking about? Like, it's a little different. And then when he started with Mitch, my friend, I kind of like it. It kind of was weird at first. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Like, because he's actually pretty accurate to what Jesus was praying. Now, it says our father, you think, well, it's more formal. But really, in, in Aramaic, which was written in, when Jesus spoke here, he actually, it's the word Abba, okay? It means daddy. In fact, Jesus is the first person in scripture to pray God is daddy. Isn't that amazing? You're thinking, well, it's it's God, you know, Jesus and God are pretty tight. I mean, that makes sense, right? And it does. But what he says to us, he says, you can also pray that way as well. You could pray God our as our father. Now, I it depends on, we've talked a lot about fathers and how we view our fathers and how we view God. And, and, and so you could have, you know, when you think of God as your father, it's a, a wonderful image. And some of us, we struggle a little bit with that just because our relationship wasn't so good with our dad's. But I don't care if you're a five-year-old girl or if you're a 55-year-old businessman. When you're able to go to God as your father, to crawl up in his lap, to be able to have that close relationship, Jesus is saying, that is available for you. Not just our father, but when we align ourselves in a relationship with him, we're saying he's our perfect father. Because we, we pray this, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed means holy. It means set apart for great honor and reverence. You know, in the Jewish culture, and it's, and, and you know, other cultures do this today, I don't know what your name means. Maybe someone named you a certain name, and they just liked your name. It sounded good. Your, your, you know, it was a name after someone else, or you know, whatever street they lived on, or whatever it was. But the name that, you, that in the Jewish times it meant something. It, it it reflected your character. In fact, God would change names. He would do a work in someone's life, and he would change it into another name because of what he was doing. But the name that, that back in the day it was it had to do with character. And so when we speak or if someone speaks Jesus or God in a profane way, it's not just a cuss word. It's even. Worse, we're actually, when we speak Jesus' name or God or Lord or whatever it is, when we say it in a disdain way or off, uh, one-off kind of way, what we're actually doing is, is actually dragging the very character nature and God uh, of his name through the mud. We're literally saying, we're running his name through. But on the other hand, when we pray, holy is your name, this is what we're doing. Father, your character is above everything of who you are. Your character character is everything about you. You're perfect in your name, above and separate from all others. It's powerful. When we speak the name of Jesus, when we speak the name of God, holy is his name. It's powerful. And, and what we're doing, we're relying on ourselves in saying, God, you are a perfect father and you are holy. And what we're doing is this. We say, Lord, reveal who you are. What we're praying, we're praying. This is, Lord, reveal who you are. And I love, that's a dangerous prayer to pray. And Moses did. Lord, he said, show me your glory. Lord, show me your glory. And God says, okay. And Moses had to turn away. He was blinded by that. And what, what was happening was a holy God coming down into in, an imperfect person. And you need to understand as if you're a follower of Jesus as much as God's holy, because of Christ and His covering of his blood on the cross, we can actually, the Bible it's, it's credible. We can actually go to God directly. I love what Hebrews says because of Christ and what he's done. It says, so let us boldly go to the throne of our gracious God that we will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. I love that. When we need it most, God is there. And so we can approach the Lord in a holy way, in an honoring way, but in a bold way, not a brash way, but in a bold, reverent way. And he hears us. We say, Lord, we're relying ourselves to your will. And when we do that, really we're doing in humble hearts. And we're doing this. We're, we're really praying this. Thy will, not my will be done. Mm-hmm. Thy will, not my will, be done. I, uh, I go to a chiropractor off and on and, and you know, something's off. You know, right? We talk about you're you're you know just like you're 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 not level. Like this is sometimes my spine as I come in here. I need I need a little I need a little treatment. And my chiropractor, some of you know my chiropractor. You have him as well. When, when he comes in, he's a great guy, super positive, And so I'm off a little bit. And so he'll do the adjustment. Like oh, you know. And then he go powers on and then sends me out the door. You know and like. And I love that. Like, I love, I, I like Dr. Seen because he's this positive guy and everything about him. And, but then I'm off a little bit. And then I got to go back in there. And then he puts me back in place and like, okay, power's on. Like, I lost it. Now I'm on. How does this work? But what he's saying is your idea of kind of retraining your spine to align. And I thought, man, that really speaks to my soul as well. There's times I just get off and I got to get realigned. And coming to the Lord in prayer is like, that's where the power is. That's where the source is. It's obvious, but I, I try everything else to get around it. And yet I need to be aligned. Now, I'm not your chiropractor. I'm your pastor. But I would say that there's a spiritual alignment of us aligning ourselves to, with God's kingdom versus our kingdom. Now, my hope is that you and I don't just listen to it and learn it, but we we align ourselves that we make the adjustments that are needed to allow the spirit to work and empower us. And that's why Jesus tells us to pray, your kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, what does that really mean? Well, We've defined before this is that kingdom, the kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God in our everyday life. When you're aligning yourself with God's king, you're saying, God, your rule and reign of life, I want to align with you. Now I want to unpack this. This is from the Bible project. I've shared this before, but it's really good illustration of of where we live and understanding heaven and earth, God's kingdom on earth. And and so we can put that on the screen here. So before, or let's say the beginning of time, this was heaven and earth coming together, the purple coming together, these two realms coming together. But then this is what happened next though, is is that we we live we want to live in this middle and so there's heaven and earth and go to the next slide what happened was when, when sin entered, when man sinned, there was a separation of heaven and earth, the, his power, his presence, his beauty, his goodness, perfection, and then what was left was sin, and justice, and ugliness, and so what happened was, then what people try to do is religion, and, and even the Lord kind of encouraged people toward making sacrifices and making attempts, and there was some work of doing that. The perfect people will try to be perfect people, try to do some of that, but there wasn't an alignment yet. There was still some attempts to to do that. And that's why Jesus came. He came through the cross to align ourselves to his kingdom. So it looks like this. Through the cross is this kingdom of God and the kingdom of this earth coming, coming together. Heaven and earth coming together. And this is the realm that we are to live in. We're to, This is where we exist. Now one day we'll be like this again. But until then, let's go back to the last slide. This realm, the purple, the, the, the sweet spot is this purple area in which we live. Does that make sense? There's alignment. So we're praying this saying, Lord, we're aligning to your will. Now, how do we do this? Well, I, I think it comes down to us in the realms of, of life is that we have a choice. And it's really this: do I want to live in the kingdom of me, or do I, you know, me, or do I live in the kingdom of he? That, it really a choice that we we make. I would say every morning. I, I find when I wake up in the morning, if I'm living in kind of the kingdom of me, and I kind of get off I'm, my alignment's off. Spiritual alignment is this. I, I, I go through my day and I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? What I got to accomplish? What's my to do list? What's my goals? And nothing wrong with goals, but they're all me, 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 and what I got to do. What I find is on those days is I get grumpy. I get impatient, I'm not very loving, I'm frustrated, I, I'm starting, to, I tap into my own feeble strength and I'm not tapping into God's strength and his wisdom. The kingdom of me is very self-centered, but the kingdom of he, the kingdom of God-centered living changes every tune. There's not only just an attitude adjustment, but there is a spiritual soul alignment that we have, whatever we face. Now, listen, it doesn't mean all your, everything lines up and all your problems are fine. And no, no, no. It's, it's really aligning yourself to his will, allowing his rule and reign in my life. It's really praying this each day. Lord, I want to live in that purple area. I want you to rule and reign in my life. I want you to have authority and control and power and wisdom. And I would ask you to help me to respond to your will in that place throughout my day. And see, what happens, I believe, when we literally do this, we practice what we practice what Jesus says to do. And this was in day four that we read in the red letter living guide. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Here's the promise. And all these things will be given to you as well. Now, we got to be careful with that, all these things. Like all these things? Like anything I want? No, that's not how it works. When we align ourselves with God's kingdom, we begin to line with him he begins to reveal what he wants to do and he how he wants to use our life and he wants to, so what happens we start praying prayers of kingdom prayers we start asking the lord to do only what he wants to do and how he wants to do it and we'll see our prayers answered if you want to see prayer answered it's align yourself with god's will and whatever is selfish gets out of the way where the kingdom of of Me gets separated with the kingdom of God. Here's the thing: God wants to bless our lives. He wants to bless us uh, maternally. I guess so. If you want to have a baby, that's good. It blesses, blesses you with children. Blesses you with wealth. Blesses you. It's not about living in poverty. That's not. That's not the goal. It's not living in need. God. God is an abundant God. But if it's all about what you're getting out of it, then that's the alignment that's off. All these things, there's a blessing there. When we do that, the power is on. There's an alignment takes place. And what happens is, next, is what we read in day five. Listen to Jesus' words. Ask, and we give unto you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it'll be open to you. Forever asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. The one who knocks, the door will be open to you. When we align to God's kingdom and his ways and what he wants to do, Things began to roll. Things began to move. It doesn't mean there's not obstacles. It doesn't mean there's not problems. Not to me. It's the attitude. It's our spirit saying, "God, I'm living in Your kingdom, and what You're going to do. And whatever challenge I face, whatever difficulty I face, I have a kingdom perspective and understanding how You're." moving, that you can have peace, that you can have rest, that you can have joy in the midst of whatever's going on in your life. And you can see God answer the prayer that he's doing. There's alignment that takes place. Again, not to say life's easier. It's kingdom living versus selfish living. And soul alignment takes place. Jesus is saying, let your kingdom come, Jesus says, and your will be done. But here's the thing, it's not just for ourselves, but it's for his kingdom. That we're aligned together as a community, as a church, and believing God to do that. And that's what prayer and intercession is all about. Aligning ourselves for prayer. And I'm going to invite Diane Eide to come up. Diane is served now. It's kind of our new vi- she's our vision leader for uh, intercessory prayer. And she's going to share her heart for prayer for intercessory prayer and, and invite you to it as well. So I'll give you a microphone.
0: So first of all, you have to start with God. God loves you. And he knew you before creation. Now, I want you to think about that for a while, as often as you can. And he loves you so much that he sent his own son, Jesus, as Dan preached about, to so that we would have that relationship with God. And it's just through prayer, and I encourage you, if you have not made that prayer in your life, it's not coming to church, but it's being born again by the Holy Spirit, which we sang about this morning. Today, uh, make sure that that's what you um, start with, is just inviting the Holy Spirit to come in. Prayer is so simple, and I love kids. I'm so glad there were so many here. But it's so simple, even a child can pray. As soon as my grandkids were born, I get my hands on them and I rock them and I pray for them and I, when I feed them, it's it's like every minute is focused on investing into that little person, because we don't see what God is doing through the word through prayer, and um, I'm just so excited because um, every um, morning I started doing this not long ago, but it's a, a great act of worship. I get down. Like this, and I just say, thank you, God, for this day. Help me. I did that when my grandchildren were staying with us. And then my little two-year-old came and bowed down with me. That same little two-year-old, we would I would be singing the Lord's Prayer to her. And we get to the power and the glory, and she would put her arm up and sing that. Two years old, the Lord's Prayer. They learn whatever we teach them. We go on prayer walks with them, and we uh, read the Word, and now my daughters are doing that with their kids. Um, just recently, my daughter sent us this note. Um, she said, I had a headache, and we asked her, Isabel, if she wanted to pray with us. Um, be, pray with us. And she said, I think we both works.'" Expecting us to pray, but she took over and put her hands, uh, her hand on my head, and prayed in Jesus' name for um, mommy's headache to go away, and it did. That's so exciting. (laughs) Um, Prayer is just talking to God. Prayer is, um, He is with you always, He is with you in the car, He is with you when you walk. If you practice His presence, You'll be talking to them. You can't ignore someone if they're with you. Um, As a believer, the Holy Spirit lives inside of each of us. And uh, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, they will intercede for us when we don't know how to pray. I said prayer is simple, it is. But there's also Satan who wants to steal, kill, and to destroy your life, your family, your faith, your health, your finances, and this nation. And um, that's why we need prayer, because Satan knows it's powerful, and he'll do everything to distract you from prayer, from reading the Bible, from coming to church. Um, so it's a battle too. If you don't know how to pray, it doesn't have to be complicated. You just you can read, you can pray the what's in God's Word, and just repeat. If you're in the word, he, you can just use that word to pray, and it's very powerful. You have to leave all results to God. He knows what he's doing, and he's sovereign, and he has the best answers. Sometimes he says no, sometimes he says yes, maybe a million dollars, I don't know. But uh, And maybe he has a different plan. So the, we just leave results to him. Now, we do have many faithful prayer warriors in this church, And they pray for every prayer that people write down and then are left here. And we would like to invite anybody who would like to join this team. You don't have to be. uh, You just get this email sent once a week. And you can just read the prayer and then just say, okay, God, could you do this for that person? Very simple. And so if you are interested in joining us in prayer, uh, just having your name, included, we would love to invite you to do that. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Diane. That's awesome.
1: So I appreciate her heart. I'm thinking, man, if anybody know that has just a heart for intercession someone that someone prays all day as is- Let's have her be one of our people that can kind of encourage us toward that. And so if you're interested in, in being on the Air Air Force, we call it, you can you can mark on your card or let us know, uh, send us an email, and you can get on that list each week. So when you fill out those, those prayer needs, you'll get that list of those needs. And we we don't put names out there. We just kind of keep it anonymous. But, the, but we want to make sure that um, we're covered in prayer, and we want to expand that team of people. So anybody can sign up. Uh, to be a part of that. I also want to invite you this week as just a, as a spiritual next step that we're taking in the Red Letter Living is we're having some special kind of a day, day to pray, a Red Letter Day to Pray, and that's Wednesday. And there's three different times that we're offering. So morning, noon, and night, pick one. If you can come early in the morning, 7 to 8. Uh, you can come at noontime I'm going to be facilitating the the first two daytime, the morning and the noontime, and then Diane and, and Larry, Idy will be facilitating the evening here. And so just come for. And our goal, we're praying through the Lord's Prayer. We're just praying that God's kingdom come His will be done in Birch Bay and Blaine and Custer and Ferndale and Semiyamu, and Point Warren, wherever you wherever you live, whatever address it is. But believing for that together. Can, so I encourage you to to participate. Just show up. Uh, for that. What we're going to wrap up here is, as we line ourselves with God's kingdom, the promises that God gives us is provision. He prays, Lord, you know, give us this day our daily bread. And really what you're asking is, Lord, please give us just what we need when we need it. I don't know about you, God provides just what we need when we need it. This church is like living, breathing miracle of example. Lord, what are you going to do? And God answers it. I'm confident, I'm confident that God is going to provide every penny that we're going to need for this new building in some way, somehow for that. But it's beyond that. It's beyond that. God's going to meet every soul and believe it, every soul in the community to reach out to, to believe those kind of prayers because he did it before and he'll provide it again. And he provides daily, daily bread. That comes from the, the Old Testament where the children went and they're in the 40 days in the wilderness and God said, I'll provide you manna. And, the, and, the, and manna, what's manna it actually literally means, what's this? That's the question. Manna, it's, it's called, what's this? What is this flaky substance? And God says, this is a provision you're Going to have today, but we want you to eat it today and take partake of it today. Don't wait for tomorrow because if you hoard it for tomorrow, it will rot. Only take care of what you need to take care of today. Don't take yesterday's, that's not going to be very good, it's going to be stale. Take what today's day. And Jesus is the bread of life, and He's given us His word that we are to digest and to eat daily for our lives to meet the needs where we're at. Nothing wrong with planning, nothing wrong with looking ahead. But what he provides is now for us and what we need. And when we do that, guess what? We see God answer the prayers and the things that he provides. And you're wondering, why should I pray in the first way? Why should I even ask? Well, guess what? When we ask and God answers, what do we do? We go, it wasn't our effort. It was God that did it. He gets the credit. That's why we ask, is that he already knows what we need, but he wants us to ask. And then when he answers, we can say, God, you did that. That's the miracle. You're amazing what you do. But we fall short at times. And that's why Jesus offers the prayer of confession. He says, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And your, you know, other translation says trespassers. Debtors is an interesting word because when, when wrong is done, we create a debt and debtor relationship. Your mom. If you're mean to a friend or something, you say you you owe them an apology, right? And that's the same thing we do in a debt and debtor relationship. But when we are burdened by what we did wrong, and we go to God and we get our conscience clean and, and through forgiveness, what it does is it frees up to forgive other people that have wronged us. It's hard to receive forgiveness or give forgiveness, sorry, before we receive it. It's hard to do that. So it's really praying this way. Please give me grace as I give grace to others. And we extend that out to the people. And if we, there's times that we're hypocritical about that. You read this week of how Jesus said about the, the, you know, the speck in our own eye, you know, take that one out before you see the plank in a brother's eye. That's where that fits in. And so we have to, at times, say, Lord, I just relinquish all that hurt and all that pain, Lord, I, I, I want to forgive, but Lord, forgive me first so I can readily give what you've offered me. And the spiritual practice of confession, as, as, as David prayed, search my heart, O God, if there's anything, any sign of sin within me. And then finally he says, lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Really what we're praying here finally is this, keep us safe from ourselves and Satan himself. Keep us safe. Uh, you know, when our kids are little, we put little door, you know, those little um, little knob things on the doors, the safe, child safety. I cannot open those doors with those things. Like, and then like my four-year-old would come over and open the door, right? Like, thanks. I gotta get out of here. And 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 I was thinking, it's almost we're praying, Lord, put some safety barriers around us. And really, what we're praying, Lord, help us be aware of the enemy's schemes. Lord, I don't want to get pulled in. I want to get dragged in. I want to give me spiritual antennas to be up because I know there's an evil one. Just as, just as uh, Diane mentioned, hey, we have an air force to cover in prayer because we know the, the missiles come at us left and right and to be ready for that. But all that we're doing is this. We're aligning ourselves. We're aligning ourselves to God's kingdom and see what his kingdom can, can can do. It's amazing, amazing prayer. It's more than asking, but it's aligning ourselves to His very will, i invite our team to come as we pray. And I was thinking about how Jesus embodied the prayer. Jesus told us how to pray, but at the end, very at the end of before He goes to the cross, He proved this prayer. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's, he's contemplating. You know, the Disciples fell asleep, and here he was at this moment contemplating the crucifixion. He knew what was going to happen. He, it, scripture says he knew what was going to be for him, that he is going to be used to be the, the sacrifice for all of mankind. And so he contemplated that, and he stressed and anguish. I mean, blood came out of his sweat pores, okay? And he, he, he prayed a very, as holy as he was, he prayed a very human prayer, Lord, if there's any other way, Lord, if there's any other way I can get out of doing what I need to do here. But then he came to the resolve, Lord, not my will, yours be done. Not my will. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, ultimately that the cross was that point, the cross point where heaven and earth met. And for for the first time in a powerful way, and that's where we're to live. We are living in the path of the cross where Jesus has, it's that sweet spot. It's where it's there. It doesn't mean life's easy. It doesn't mean it's like it's gonna be a cakewalk. No, it's hard. But when we align ourselves with God's kingdom, that's where the power is. That's where we find the strength and we find the wisdom and we find all that we need. Not the kingdom of me, but the kingdom of he. Aligning ourselves to God's kingdom. Have you aligned yourself? Have you aligned yourself today in his will? in your life. I have this question, this prayer for you to pray. It says, Father, where in my life do I need to align myself with your kingdom? Where in my life, what are some areas in my life that are not aligned? You might say, well, I'm walking with God personally, but your marriage is not alignment. Say, Lord, align, may our marriage be aligned to your kingdom. Lord, I, I'm I'm trying to serve you everything, but my job over here—it's just I'm misaligned. I'm just I'm a I'm I act like a different person at work than I do and than I should be. Working. There's a misalignment. You're, why are you off is because you're not lined up. You you have a relationship over there that is you're struggling to forgive. That's not alignment, or that's out of alignment. How do you get back in alignment? There's hurt. There's bitterness, there's discouragement, there's there's moments, I don't know, for me right now, I've just, times I just get these little flares of anger. I'm like, Lord, what is that? Where is that coming from? Allow the Lord, Lord, search my heart. What is that, what is that area in my life? What's under underneath my soul that needs to be lifted out and taken out so I can be aligned with you? And so we wanna pray, an invitation of prayer today. So will you bow with me as we ask the Lord to... Help us get aligned. Help us to find balance and level in our life. Jesus, just search our heart right now, Lord. Show us. Whew, show us, Lord. It's a dangerous prayer. It's an important prayer. Lord, what is it? God, I feel like right now, in fact, I think there's people already knew. They came in and already knew through this message. But Lord, even right now, you're revealing it. That's it. Lord, that's it. That's it. That's it, that's it Lord. So whatever it is, Lord, oh, there's so many different things I'm sure for each individual's here. But Lord, what is that one thing, Lord? God, we just we give it to you, Lord. We 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 ask for your forgiveness, Lord. If it if it's sin where we're we're holding on to something, it's a it's a habit that we can't break. It's a it's an unforgiveness towards someone else or harboring bitterness. Lord, we're just disappointed. We're we're struggling. We're, we're, we're trying to take control of our life. We, oh, God, we give that to you today. Oh, Lord. Lord, we, just, we pray that your, your kingdom come. Your rule and reign would come deep in our soul. And Lord, as we confess that to you, what needs to surface and be lifted out, Lord, you bring our soul in alignment. That Lord, Lord, we can find balance and perspective and, and and understanding as we're we're aligned to Your Kingdom, Lord. We want to live in Your Kingdom, Lord. In Your Kingdom, there's power. In Your Kingdom, there's joy. In Your Kingdom, there's peace. In Your Kingdom, there is this fulfillment that we can have in our life. Doesn't mean it's easy. It Doesn't mean it it, it, it it's gonna it, it's gonna be filled with with so much like easy road, and we can do flow and all that. Lord, there's going to be some challenges ahead, but Lord, we have the right perspective because our spirits align with you. Lord, God, help us to do that. We pray as we, and Lord, I pray that God, we would respond to your will and your glory. And Lord, as we align as a church, Lord, there's a whole community that needs you, Lord. God, that we can reach out and see your kingdom come. Your will be done in Birch Bay and Blaine and Custer and Ferndale and Semiamu and Point Whitehorn and Village and across the street or wherever we live, Lord, we see your kingdom come. Your will be done, we pray in Jesus' name.